Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 116. Today's episode begins a new series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. Here's a taste of what that adventure holds. Thirty-some years ago, the lich Mal Ravenal and his undead hordes were beaten back from the gates of Weldon. In the intervening decades, the human kingdom Wesnoth has recovered under the benevolent rule of King Conrad II. Of course, all of this is irrelevant to two young elves simply looking to see the world and avoid responsibilities in their small forest, isn't it? Echoes of Invasion focuses on its two young protagonists, exploring the themes of belonging, healing, responsibility, judgment, and legacies. It leans heavily on Genesis's social mechanics, particularly motivation facets. This is our opening adventure, Still Waters Run Deep. Hepa and Trick, two elves looking to avoid responsibilities at home, agree to venture out of Esperin Forest to seek a magical artifact on behalf of a relative. Their complete lack of experience and sense of direction sends them into the Eskmark Hills, where they have their first brush with human customs. This arc contains spoilers for the Battle for Westnoth campaigns Eastern Invasion and the South Guard, as well as references to Liberty and the Legend of Westmere. Since I am the GM of this campaign, I sometimes have behind-the-scenes information to share. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes if you're interested. For background on our characters, including a lovely illustration of them by freelance artist Del Borovic, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can also listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of this and our other stories. Note, you may notice that our sound quality is different from our StarCraft series. This is due to a change in our recording location. You may occasionally hear street sounds or birds in the background. If this doesn't work for your ears, remember that you can visit our website to read the serialized versions of this and our other adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Since we are playing a game set in the Wesnoth universe, I feel like I need to start with... Alright, I have here for you a map of uh, the area around Wesnoth. This map exceeds what your character's knowledge is, but it is around for reference purposes. All right. So there's a big river. There's, is what I'm there doing. is, in fact, a great river. You live in the Estbrin Forest. This is east of the country of Westnoth. It is across the River Weldon. And it is a small forest that is in hilly country. And... There's occasional contact with humans and things like that, but your elves, like your foresty space is pretty reclusive. And a lot of the things that you personally would know about humans are things you've heard older elves talk about. Okay. For example, there's often some complaints about West North spreading back across the River Weldon again and the settlement and settling down of the plains that are north of your hills and forest, that uh, Wesnoth is, is once again trying to, like, make this all proper Wesnoth land. Wait, what? who is Wesnoth? Is that a human construct, Wesnoth? Wesnoth is, is the human country. Okay, okay. So the humans are starting to kind of... The humans periodically claim that their country reaches as far east or further than your forest. Okay. That's so cute. But then, like, things get bad and they withdraw their focus back to the other side of the River Weldon. Which is kind of this like north-south river. Okay. So once again, the cycle has come around that Wesnoth has people. Wesnoth has an actual earl who is in charge of the space east of the river. Okay. So some people you know, some adults you know, they they complain that the humans perpetually fail to take a long-term view of things, and as a result, they overextend themselves. Right. So that's why they keep coming in and then they keep yeah. leaving. And then they, they, they get yeah. kicked out and then they come back in again. It's because like no generation can remember what happened two generations ago. Whereas the elves, like your community of elves, is very focused on like, okay, 
we have this little varsity space, like this is our space, we know it extremely well, and we know not to overextend ourselves. Your group of elves has had conflicts now and then with humans. Nothing super recent, but such conflicts have taken place. The hills that your forest is on the edge of, the Estmark Hills, that's populated by what is sometimes referred to as banditry, other times referred to as rabble, and what the king of, of Wesnoth would now refer to as subjects. Oh, so um, the Wesnoth has a king. Wesnoth does indeed have a king. Elves has a council, but are, is it just our village? Are we like a group? Are we so there are connected? Groups, there are various groups of elves around the continent, and the elves tend to have councils, but they also will have like kings. They uh, they have a nobility in them. Okay, um, but within like, a village. So to me, Westnoth is a village. Westnoth is a country. Just, just like, a really, but from an elven oh, perspective, I mean, do you have like a country or? I guess it's like a forest without the trees. <laughs> it's like an enormous forest bereft of trees. Your forest has some small clumps of settlements in it. Right. So there are multiple villages of elves, but you are all essentially, yeah, I guess one forest of elves. Okay. And the communities of elves across the continent tend to identify with the forest that they came from. Okay. So you don't, we don't have like a king that there isn't, binds us together with different villages or settlements or whatever. Your forest has a council that directs things and you have one elf who is nominally in charge. His name is Volost. The other elven forests have councils. They may have an elf who is nominally in charge, but again, that elf does not make decisions alone. Right. They would have a council. I would say the, the forests, there are certainly groups of elves that might be looked up to, even though they're from a different forest. Like the Great Forest is this enormous forest northeast of you guys that you've never been to but you would probably hold in awe and high respect their leadership okay they they don't boss around your forest but like they have a reputation yeah like okay. that's the great forest okay you know the new york city like big city <laughs> elves or whatever yeah. okay the big forest elves <laughs> and then like way to the west, close to the ocean, is the Westmere Forest. Those elves, some of like the truly legendary elves have been associated with that forest. And like elves that have done like sweeping things historically. Elves that... Wait, I thought Colenz was from the Great Forest. Colenz was from the Great uh, Forest. He's from all the forests. He is from all the forests. He's of all the forests. He, he may have started in the Great Forest, but he was certainly involved with... The West Mirror. It used to be called the Greatest Forest, but when Kalenz left, I had to drop it to just Great Forest. <laughs> so Kalenz is one of these like mythic elven figures. Right. Anywhere that he's been has like a certain cachet. Okay. So is that the Great Forest gets a little bit of that? Great Forest gets a little bit of that. It's New York. I'm just here in New York City. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. kind of what I'm hearing too. Yeah. I've, and it's I've... not that uh, you know they think, oh no, yeah, those other elves are super great. We're just literally beneath their their sight. <laughs> I'm sure there's arrogance, and I'm sure you you may encounter that. At They're some like point. East Esprin. Is that a is that a forest? I thought that was a copse, a glade. <laughs> okay, so then Westnoth has a king, and then his council is made up of earls. It may be like that. Might be how you look at it. I mean, that would be the only way I could envision. Yeah, I mean, whether he listens to those earls or not, you don't know exactly how humans run their politics. Yeah, apparently not very well because they keep showing up again. Extending themselves. Some scholars think that the humans, they show up every few decades, you know, as a form of exercise. Oh, like cicadas? Yeah, or something like that, yes. <laughs> they eat everything, and then they're gone. <laughs> they feast for as long as they can, and they go back to... And they recede. Recede. It's like a tide. Yes. Humans come in, humans go out. You can't explain that. That's, at least that's what your cousin says. I don't really talk to him that much, so I'll probably hear about it. Okay, so tell me your name again. Hapolonia. You that, can shorten that it to whatever. Oh no, sorry, Hepolonia. So Hepolonia and your cousin here, Trick Manu. Okay. So you guys have have spent your lives pretty much Esprin Forest. Uh, maybe ventured a little bit into the hills around it. You know, you've you've maybe done a, a little stint of border patrol for variety's sake. Trick, you've maybe gone and looked for water. 
Well, it turns out the top of this mountain does not have water. Confirmed. No water here. I went over there. There was no water over there. Two miles that direction, also no water. Okay. Narrowed no. down the search. Just mark off the places tricks. Yep. No water. We call it Trick's Dry Hole. Now, Nasir, your father. Yes. The water dowser. He he once again pulls you aside. How's, how's, how's it going, Pop? Now, now, my boy, the last, the last time you, we sent you out, you, you once again reported that there was no water in that region. Uh, like Trick pulls out like a map of like X, no water here, no water here, no water there. Uh, yep, I, I confirmed, no water in that location. Sorry, was I supposed to look for water? It's traditional in the water dowsing profession for people to report where water is. I figure there's a lot of people reporting where the water is. If we know where the water isn't, that's what we don't know, right? My boy, I, I always thought that water dowsing was, was in your blood, but... I'm pretty sure blood is made of water. A little bit. I think maybe it's, it's time for you to consider what you're going to do with your life. Because you can't do that. That's a very diplomatic way of saying you're a terrible water dowser. <laughs> but Trick doesn't want to be a water dowser, so that's fine. Well, you know, I've been, uh, as some people have said, that maybe I should take up, you know, hunting. Well, what do you think of that? Have you been practicing? Oh, well, I don't know how much time I should, uh, been able to devote to that. While you were busy doing all of your no water marketing. Dowsing for water, or dowsing for no water, as the case may be. Uh, you know, but there's a certain natural talent that, you know, maybe you're right, maybe I should develop. So, so, is, is hunting of interest to you? Yes. So, should I try to find someone who who's willing to take you on as an apprentice? I mean, I, I don't know if we want to, if we want to waste someone's time like that, it's, there's a lot. There's a lot of other elves who need a lot of guidance. Uh, I'm more. I go out there and I. Uh, I. It, it comes naturally to me. I, I figure it out on my own. I think. So a, maybe a, a scout sort of role, perhaps, my boy. Uh, you know that would probably be good. Well, it's like what was a uh, what was Kalenz's job? Well, Kalenz was a, a, a great noble, a leader of our people. Sure, he was a leader. And he was noble, and he was a person. Okay, so you got one of those. Right. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I can, I, I think I can, I can reach, reach that mark. Those were tumultuous times, my boy. I may not have as long as he does, though, so I'm going to have to pick up the pace. If, if, you're, if you're looking for adventures, you're not going to find them. Here, this is very rightly so, a, a forest of, of peace and quiet and focus. So, where would you go looking for adventure that I didn't involve water dowsing? I definitely wouldn't go. I okay. had, I had me, my fill of war. I, I, I know. That, let, let me ask you this. Where's the last place you would go, then? Where do you get furthest away from? Or should I go to the desert, since I'm good at not finding water? I'm good at finding not water. My boy, I think you don't grasp the point of water dowsing. A desert is where water dowsing is essential. That's that's why it's such an important craft for us, because our forest does get close to the sandy wastes on the south. People think just because all the leaves around here are green, that means we've got plenty of water. Water is deep underground, and, and we need to coax it up to help these plants. And that's why water dowsing is a is an honorable, not noble, of course, but honorable profession. I think this is like the 10th or 12th or 100th time that Trick has heard this speech. Yes, I agree. Where would I go if I wanted to find adventure? I'd probably go to, to Breda or, or to your Uncle Thrandalil. Yeah, what about Breda? No, I haven't talked to Uncle Thran in a while. He likes to tell stories, though, I guess. They don't always, like, end up anywhere, though. I mean, he's got that library. That's true. I mean, he let me borrow that scroll on Kalenz. I think I gave it back. Just whatever you choose, my boy. Remember that, that there is a there is a place for you in this forest. You you just have to you just have to find it. Yeah, I, so far I've been finding not that place. But as you can see from this map, I've marked off a large number of not the right place. Was it the right time? Maybe. But definitely not the right place. Alright. We'll end that little character introduction. I like how it's like proof that there's no water there because you didn't find it. Yeah, there's no water there. That's just as valuable. I have to find dry ground, no problem.
elsewhere in the forest. We're in the swamp. He's like, there's no water here. <laughs> no, do you see that? That's muck. That's quag. That's thin. That's not actually water. Elsewhere in this forest, Hepalonia, you hear your mother's voice. Oh. Hepalonia? Hepalonia, I've heard some disturbing news from the druid mistress. Where are you, my girl? Disturbing news from the... <sighs> like, I don't want to talk to my mother, but I want to know what the news is. Where is she? She is walking around your... You guys don't have a mansion, but you have, like, a nice house. Like, elves do live in houses. Like, they have these kind of nice towery sort of tree-looking constructs with nice green roofs and things like that. And she is looking through that place for you. So you could be, like, hiding out in your bedroom, but I feel like that's an obvious place you would have checked that. Yeah, yeah. Um, You might consider other places that you could hang out. Like, I mean, your dad has a study that's full of scrolls, and there's your sister's room. There's the roof. You don't have to be inside. Yeah, here's me trying to, like, overthink whether or not I want to talk to my mother. (laughs) I don't, but I'm going to, because I kind of want to know what the druid... Druid got my attention. I'm in the parlor, mother. Okay, so she uh, she comes into the living room. <laughs> yeah, we call it the parlor. Yeah. that's what Mumsy calls it. <laughs> so she she comes into the the open welcoming space that is like the the main first room, the receiving area of the home, and she says, "Now, what is this that I've heard about you not even being able to to wrap a vine around some ruffian's leg? That is the most basic expression of." Of our link to the Fae. I tried it, Mother. That That's all you have is, is, is you tried? I... Who did you hear this from? From your teacher. Why didn't I learn it? Oh my gosh. So many questions. I have so many questions. Because I chose not to invest in that talent. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, surely I just need to practice, Mother. And yet, here you are in our home... Instead of out, potentially on patrol, backing up some of our scouts, that would be an opportunity to practice. Sitting at the feet of the learned druids, another opportunity to practice. But what are you doing here? Yes, Mother, and I'll get up. (laughs) May may I be excused, Mother? Uh, She interprets that based on your roll. That's right. Oh, yeah. This is a game that uses dice. Oh, right. We're not going to play for like an hour and a half before we're really <laughs> I mean, I guess I could have had you roll something, but you didn't actually like, try to get anything past your father? Uh, not really. I, mean, I debated injecting a clever retort at some point. I but... could have had you do some sort of deception roll, but... Are you intending to leave your mother's presence in order to go practice, or are you just trying to get out of here? I'm just trying to get out of here. Let's see, with mother, probably charm never works on her. So I will try to... Is this just cool? Just to, like, yep. If you want to leave her with the impression that you are going to go practice, then that's deception. Okay, then I'm going to do that. What am I rolling against here? You are rolling a red and a purple. Uh, No, your mom is pretty willful. A red and two purples. Maybe maybe I should say something more deceptive than, like, you're right, I will go right now and see where I can be of use. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you tell her that you're going to go try to be of use, okay, I'll, I'll give you a blue die for that, as she will see that as a valuable use of your time. Okay. Two failures. All right. She sees through your lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're not actually going to go practice or do anything useful at all. You're just going to go loaf around, which is her view of how you Whatever I'm doing, yeah, yeah. I'm probably looking, reading through a book or something. Yes. So she says, no, you may not be excused to continue frivolously wasting your time. Why can't you be more like Quamilia? She is a sorceress in her own right. If you have no talent for magic, we, we, can, we can find you a place in, in the scouting ranks. It's, you know, not as prestigious, but we can, we can find something for you to do. I figure out my personality now. Do I butt heads with my mother? Do you agree, but it's like, fine. You say, yes, mother. Do you want the storm to blow over you, or do you want to push back against it? I do not want to get trapped in any agreement. Let's go with the blow over approach. Okay. Let me see, what did she say? She was like... She was offering to try to find some other less prestigious 
occupation for you, and she was also comparing you to your older sister. She said, you know, if you have absolutely no magical talent whatsoever, they can try to find a place for you among, like, the scouting corps or some other less prestigious group that could still fit the... The, like, social class? Or... Yeah, that's that's the sense. You know, that, that would still be, like, worthy of, you know, your line of ancestry. Right, okay. So now I have to figure out what I... It's worth a try, mother. <laughs> my problem isn't trying it. My problem is getting trapped in it. So, right, right. yeah. Okay. She's, like, slightly taken aback because she doesn't actually want you to become a scout or anything. She puts me on magical talent. Yes. But she's like, oh, oh uh, well, all right. Well, in that case, go see your father and tell him that this needs to be arranged on your behalf. And I'm sure he can pull the necessary strings that he has. Yes, mother. And you scurry away. Yeah. Okay. Trick. I'm knocking on uh, Uncle Bran and Aunt... What's your mom's name? Aunt Penna. Aunt Penna. That's right. The study, Uncle Thrandalil, Uncle Thran's study, is very nicely ingrown with, like, um, vines and internal branches and stuff like that that all have these little, like, wherever there's, like, a fork, he's got, like, a scroll stuck in the, the Y. And he's got a lot of scrolls here. He's also got actual books, bound books as well, and some various knickknacks and doodads. So you knock on the door, and he says, "Oh, oh, come in, come in." Hey, Uncle Thran, how you? Anything new? It's what's old. That's what matters. Uh, and he like pulls out like a dusty. Always answers the door that way. <laughs> Why do I always fall into that? Fall into it. He blows some dust off of <laughs> one of uh, the scrolls he has, and uh, he opens it before you, and he says, Now look at this one, my boy. Uh, no, he, uh, what does he call you? My boy is what your dad calls you. Young, like, does he just say boy? Or? It could say young trick menu or young whatever we call you in the... Young one. I think young one? I think he'll, he'll call you young one. Now take a look at this one, young one. Ugh. It's in that silly script those humans have, and... He starts, uh... Yeah, that's a script we cannot read, correct? We are not educated in that, or we are? I'm going to say, for the purposes of ease of storytelling, it's the same alphabet, but it's just, like, a different font, kind of. What and I just heard is... That's not, like, weanings. No, 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 yeah. no, no. But it's, like, if you were going to read Gothic manuscript, yeah, right? Like, that is not easy to do. So it's something that is ornate in a, in a different way than your Elvish stuff is ornate. Right. He Look also has knowledge skills. None. He also has other things here that have very blocky type letters that are also very weird looking. But you would need a knowledge check. Knowledge is this geography or lore? I'm gonna say this is lore. And this is only two purples. This is an average check. We have complete wash. Nothing to grip on. This scroll contains no meaning for you. Well it smells nice. They don't have smell a script yet, do they? Coding information by scent. That would be an interesting situation, although one wonders how would you preserve it accordingly? I mean, I saw a fox code some information by scent a while ago, but it wasn't really that interesting. (laughs) Not a skunk. (laughs) Apollonia, you come up the winding staircase of your home to your father's study. Okay. And your cousin, Trick, is here, and they're currently looking over an old scroll. So I can, it's like, I can see them before I come in, or I just... Yeah, you hide and listen You, you can have your choice of whether you want to enter the scene or whether you want to, like, listen in on them first. But right uh, now, Trick is rambling about some foxes that he met. Okay, so, because if I didn't see him, I was just going to basically flounce in and be like, Daddy! <laughs> if you would rather uh, approach the scene that way. But if he's actively talking, then probably I would notice him. Okay. It's probably pretty loud. Okay, then yeah, then I will, I guess I will come up. Hey, Heppa, how you been? Trick Manu, what brings you here? That's my name, twice as nice, don't forget it. Uh, Actually, Uncle Thran, uh, my dad said it'd be good to, you know, diversify a little bit. I think I've learned all I can learn in water dowsing. So he recommended that I come talk to you and see, I don't know, maybe we can help. If If you need some, like, scouting help or something. Scouting help, you say? Yeah, plus it was really rainy this last season, so they just don't need as many water dowsers. You know, that's strange, because that's the opposite of what Monsieur was telling me. He was telling me that they were having trouble finding water. 
of a sufficiently pure variety, at least further out to the east. Uh, I was talking about the west. Of course, if there's more water in the west, there's less in the east. You want to roll a... What, uh, yeah, what, uh, what do a I roll? A babble skill? Uh, is this deception? Is this uh, I charm? This, I think this is deception, because I think you are just making stuff up. Was it especially rainy? I had no... Uh, what is uh, Uncle Thran's... It was only exceptionally rainy if you were going to spend a story point on this. No. <laughs> it most definitely was not. Um, I just didn't think anyone else would notice. Uncle Thran's... I'm not a water dancer. Vigilance is two purples. He is not willful. And he will swallow most stories. Four successes with two threats. That makes sense. The river Weldon is out to the west. I thought it was too far away to influence our water table here so much, but I suppose that is correct. He, like, pulls out a map that kind of shows the general lay of the land. Two threats, though. It's really, really dreadfully boring. Because he starts talking about water. It's like I just... Got away from that. <laughs> he has a, a map that is marked with some battle sites. Oh. So there's like some like crossed sword type things. And this is an older map of your forest and its surrounding area, obviously, because it shows the river Weldon and stuff. Uh, and there is some of these crossed sword marks along the southern area of the forest. There's also some at the northern part of your forest. And so, so he pulls this out, and he looks at it, and he's like, Oh, really? I uh, should probably have marked swords throughout the, the whole hilly region here. But What I... happened here, Daddy? Which, which area do you point to? Um, the one in the north. Oh, well, that one. The, was that the Great Massacre of 76? <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm his favorite. <laughs> you indulge him. No, I want to know what happened there. 76, you say? I, I don't remember how the West North humans mark their years. I'm not sure what exactly they call that year. But why, that was that was uh, indeed a, a bit of a f- scrape, you might say. Some, some humans came rolling through, not to attack us, thank goodness, not like the ones in the South, mind you. They, uh, they'd gotten chased out of the hills by undead. And, uh, but Volus, Volus, he, uh, he offered them so cool. But uh, they chose not to stay very long. There was uh, some orcs had moved in as well, and after a bit of a skirmish, we helped, of course, clear the orcs out. The humans, they uh, they continued on their way. Why, they were led by a fellow Wedry. Wedry was his name, yes, yes, yes. Now fancies himself Earl of, of Estmark. Estmark, as if the humans will be able to hold onto the lands around here very long. But where did the undead come from? Is that a common thing in our lands, or is that a... Like... Well... They are a thing like humans. Okay. <laughs> that, 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 they that come, come and, and go. They show up. Oh, okay, okay. They leave. I mean, are they like? Is there any common belief about like where undead come from? Is it a mystery? Uh, or is it? Is there going to be a magic? Or is there an artifact that could be involved? You why know? don't you make a lore check? Actually, okay. I know you don't have any ranks in it yet, but this will affect like what stories have you already heard about? Okay, okay. So I just want to know <laughs> what he knows about this. So is it two purples? I'm going to say general knowledge of this sort is two purples, yeah. Okay. If you were going to be asking about, like, how do we fight them and stuff like that, then that would actually be an adventuring check. Okay. But you just kind of want to know, like, what, what do people know about them? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually just trying to follow if there's some magic involved or something. Three advantages. So I don't know. You don't know, but what you get out of it is him saying, again, with this, like, like the humans thing... Where do undead come from? Well, invariably, they come from humans messing with magics that they cannot understand and should not touch. Are humans known to have magic or ability to do magic? Or is that... Do I need to roll another? <laughs> <laughs> humans have a more bookish magic. Okay. So I need to use magic rings last fire. Magic rings? Magic rings. Yep, that's what I heard. Is this true, Daddy? Now... I wouldn't say humans necessarily use magic rings, but sometimes someone did have rings upon them to give them more permanence. I, I have never really seen those myself. I've only heard stories. I do have around here somewhere. He starts like ruffling through all these. Now, in this parlor study, is it like generally in a state of chaos, or is it very well kept? It's organized by his system, so like so chaos. But like scrolls are all held in little V's. Uh, of branches and stuff like that. It's not like stacks of things. Okay. 
like you might not know the Dewey Decimal System Definitely that is employed not. here, but he has some system in his head, but you guys have just made him think of something, and so he goes fishing around. Is there any boxes or anything on his desk or anything like that? He's probably got like stuff to hold writing, you know, like a box of sand and like quills in a holder and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I mean, while he's doing that, I just idly want to be just like, I've probably looked in everything here, but I just kind of want to look in things. See just if in case there's different. anything new. Yeah, yeah. There doesn't have to be anything, but just, just so that we know that there's nothing undiscovered in this room already. Okay. So while he's looking around for something specific, he is talking about how humans mess with magics that they shouldn't. This is like, where do a dead come from? Well, you know, a, a human and... And magic and, get, get together. And black magic get together. And uh, what happens is you get a mess of undead. And he says that it was particularly bad 30 or so years ago. You were 30, correct? 33-ish, yeah. Yes. He says it was particularly bad 30 or so years ago. And uh, that your elven people, you know, we pulled in the borders, tucked ourselves in and kind of let the whole thing blow over. The humans, fortunately, were trying to fix their own problems, you know, that they themselves created. They're a can-do people. <laughs> but, you know, we, we didn't get by completely without scrapes. And uh, he, he fishes around and he pulls out a small little rod. So it's, it's a, mm -hmm. a a wooden stick of sorts. And it is... It's, it's not forked, is it? Forked? Yes. Like a dowsing no, rod would be? No, no, it is not. Okay. There's a brief moment of panic and trick. <laughs> No, it's like kind of magic wandy, um, but it, it definitely looks like there's something missing from it. It's got some sort of pockety type part where something used to be. What is that? Have I seen this before? No, no, you have not seen okay. this before. What is that? Uh, and he tells you that, that this is this is a, a necromancer's rod. What does it do? Well, thankfully it does nothing. Nothing in the safe confines of my library. And nothing because it's it's missing its its control shard. Can I see it? Oh uh, sure, sure. Oh, can yeah. I see it, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> right, necromancers with a type of undead that love to bite necks, hence the name necromancer. He, he hands the <laughs> stick to you, and he turns to you. I I think those ones are called vampires, and he starts rifling through some other things, looking for another source. Can I try to do anything with it? I look it over, try to shake it. <laughs> yeah. You can look it over if you want to study it. Because I have no ability to activate right. this thing, even if it was working, probably. So I'd um, still, I'll still shake it a little bit, even though it's probably not a good idea. Yes. You can make a perception check to like study the thing. But if your first impulse is try to be like, does it do anything? Does yeah. it do anything? Then you, you can make an untrained runes check. I'm happy to try that. I think I'll try that so first. So if your impulse is the magic first, then yeah. make an unskilled rune check. The difficulty is going to be four purples. And I'm going to upgrade one of those to a red using a story point. I was going to say, I wonder if I should just use the story point to make this interesting, but... I mean, you could use a story point as well. It There's... seems interesting already. <laughs> Failure can be interesting. I learned from experience, I guess. Two threats. Well, you're a skeleton now. <laughs> <laughs> it's two threats. You take two strain. Okay. But you don't take it because, like, oh, I might get in trouble. You... Take two strings from... Because it sucked some life the, out of me or something? Yes, the rod itself. And you hear, like, a little bit of a sucking sort of mm. sound. Oh, interesting. And you feel sapped of energy. Okay. Trick, are you waiting around to learn about vampires, or what is your... I feel like Trick has not heard of vampires before, so, like, that's an interesting story. He'll, okay. he'll listen in a little bit about vampires. That's something he can rival off later. So he pulls down another manuscript and he opens it up and he, he goes on to say he's not sure about the veracity of this account. Trick literally does not hear that part. Uh, he's unable to process the truthfulness in this context. So he tells you a little bit about what this account is of a, a certain vampire and uh, her saucy behavior. And it's, it's the only vampire that, that he has in his records. So he doesn't know whether... That's a feature of vampires, or whether personality transfers. Oh, you're, so you're just saying these rod-using necromancers, ne whatever you want to, whatever you want to call them. They're just much more common. Sometimes called dark adepts, even. I'm not dark sure. Dark adepts. 
if these are rank terms that they use as they progress through their powers or not. But but you see this uh, this rod. Thank you for holding it. <laughs> he takes it back and he like shows you where it's missing. Uh, normally there would be uh, some sort of control gem here that would help them focus their dark energies. And and this is how when uh, when a human goes goes bad uh, that they can they can raise so quickly such vast hordes of undead is they they focus their energy through these crystals and uh, one wonders if these crystals could be used for anything else if they were uh, well who knows you'd have to go searching through the old battlefields I don't even think the humans understand these things you know when uh, when they fight their wars they they usually just leave these necromancers fall where they lie march over them let them sink back into the swamps I don't think anyone ever really pays much attention to to the tools and. Well, I mean, if there's somebody undead, I mean, putting them back in the ground, that, that just makes sense, right? Or it just stores them for the next wave of necromancers to come through. So what happened to the control crystal for this? I don't know what happened to the shard on this one. You didn't take it out to separate them? Oh, no, no, no. So I, uh, I, when it came into my possession, it was already missing. Where did you get it then? Daddy has a lot of friends. It's true. It's true. And you have a position such as mine, and you collect all this knowledge. Why, everybody wants to come to your door. Isn't that why you can't play a trick? More or less, yeah. What do you think these control crystals can do besides... Is it is it the nature of the crystal itself, or is it inherent in the rod what it does? That is a quandary indeed. I don't know. Now, certainly no elf would ever be involved in black magics. Of course not. I don't even think it's possible for elves to, to wield such... Oh my no, gosh, she's... well wonder about that, like, since he reads about elven legends, or he collects stories about. Has there ever been, like, an elf an elf who's been persuaded by such dark magics? Can elves do it? Now I want to know yeah, that. Or... Do you want to make a lore check? Yeah, sure. Is this hard at this point? No, it's not. It's daunting. But do I get a blue die because I collect stories about elvish legends? Or yes. no, because this is... I will get you a blue die because uh, you created Breda, the NPC oh, who right. tells stories that you hang out with. She's willing to talk smack. I have successes with three threats. Three threats. So maybe I speak out of turn and I say, well, what about Mal, what's his face? He says that he doesn't lend any credence to Breda's story about that necromancer. I didn't say Breda told me that. No, but he's heard that, that that's the source. Clearly, yes. he's heard this story before. Breda's the one who tells it. He lends no credence to it. He doesn't think any elf would ever do anything with undead. That is so contrary to the whole natural circle of things. You know, everybody needs to decay in the end. It's the only way for the next generation to rise. You don't believe elves can or they, that they can't or they won't? They wouldn't even if they could. Okay. But he also believes that they couldn't at all. Okay. He thinks it's completely contrary to, to the elven nature to be able to wield such antithetical to life powers. <laughs> I just try to use the rod, <laughs> not my own energy. <laughs> so there's, there's a thing that humans can do that elves cannot? I feel like this is a new Ooh. concept. The way you phrase it, though, I need, you need to make like a charm check or something. I mean, I can make the charm check, like, but I, I was deliberately phrasing it today. Oh, you were trying to be provocative? Uh, I, the player, was, not the yeah, trick. Yeah. If trick is not trying to be provocative... No, it's more like this is an honest, like, no one has described something like this. No before. one has ever said humans could be good at something, uh, but what you didn't is say that. cool, then? He's got a lot of, uh... There's a lot of people in his I think he doesn't have. I that. think he doesn't have a lot of presence. I agree with that. But I think he also doesn't necessarily get ruffled by a lot of things. He is he able to let level. things wash over him. So we'll go ahead and we'll say it's red-purple. Okay. Now, is there like a black dye because uh, saying something that is inherently offensive to proper sensibilities? I mean, this, doesn't, be... this doesn't play against any of his motivations. Okay. Doesn't matter. I have killed kindness. Because I'm a half-elf. So I can say these things. Well, I mean, it doesn't sound that bad. Humans are better at Two doing successes. terrible things. Alright, so, the, the humans do these things. Uh, like, humans, like, can accidentally burn down their, their city. Right, elves would never burn down their own forests, but humans, they cause the collapse. Why, I heard that they had an entire city that just collapsed. Well, maybe just a shrub by accident. You have to learn magic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we, we, you know, 
all young sorceresses have gone through that, I'm sure. Uh, did, did you burn down a shrub today? Is that what you were coming to tell me about? Not today. No, Mother's upset with me again. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I understand that. Kind of looks off into the distance. I think she wants me to get a job. She told me to come talk to you. Oh, that's awful. Your, your mother wants you to work? What did she say? Scout party? Uh, no, I don't remember what she said. <laughs> she suggested maybe scouting as a, a somewhat acceptable... A tolerable profession. Probably profession's not even the phrase, like a tolerable... Vocation, maybe. Vocation. Yeah, she said I should come talk to you about, I don't know, joining a scouting party or something. I... Now, now if, you, if you want to... A real scouting activity is not just patrolling the edges of our forest. No, it'd be better for you to do something useful and practical and bring back new knowledge with you. What did you have in mind, Daddy? Well, you were just asking about these shots, which I don't have any, just this one rod. But there was a lot of undead activity back back during the invasion 30 years or so ago, and a lot of necromancers were stopped. These rods have got to be somewhere, and there was quite a few battles in the eastern hills, the Estmark hills here. I know my own small amount of experience in the in the fields. We we did run up against some undead forces uh, when we were retreating. Is not the right word. Uh, pulling back. I'm sure your father has told you many many stories of uh, the. Uh, you know he's not mentioned it that much actually. Well, perhaps it's the first I've. I mean, I knew there was. What would be this year's word for those times? Or just like the divorce? No, I think... What do you just say? The bad times. I think this year would would just refer to that generally as like dark days. The dark days. Okay. Um, And this year never talks about your mother. Yeah. And this year never talks to you about his military... Right, and on the what? rare occasions when I've asked him, that's one of the few things he doesn't want to talk about. Like those about. are very dark days and he... Yeah. No, he he doesn't talk much about that. He... So I, I don't I don't like to press him on that. I give him enough trouble as it is. Oh, you young ones. Always getting into scraps. Wait, the scraps? <laughs> I was supposed to find a river. I found the sandy waste. Uh, oh, and that's <laughs> on the other side. Well, I suppose that was a difficult time for him. And, you know, water dowsers are crucial for an army, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you uh, it. But you need you need someone to search the Esmar kills. I know that area very well. <laughs> Deception? Yes. Two purples. You have all the story points. Oh, well, I'll spend one then. Failure, one advantage, one triumph. Okay. Maybe he has been talking about that too much and he knows. You fail at your deception check. He knows you don't know the hills very well at all. You had an advantage and you had a triumph. So he will say, like, that's the spirit. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing separating you from the knowledge is the experience itself. Why? When you march out of here and go up there into those hills... Then you'll be able to say, yes, yes, I know these hills well. And hopefully you'll also be able to bring back something interesting for me. You want us to go look for the crystals and get you one? Is that what he's... Mm. Or two? I don't know. You said there was a lot of these necromancers. That would be wonderful. (gasps) Thank you, Daddy. Thank you. She gives him a big hug. This is like (laughs) the best news. You have a quest for me, Daddy? (laughs) Probably the best mood I've ever seen ever in. Just when I'm getting away. Like, I only see her at family functions, so she's always getting dressed down. I have to be so proper. Yeah. Yes. He would like you to bring him the defunct rod of a defunct necromancer. Get um, funky rod from funky <laughs> necromancer. Got it. So that he can uh, examine these crystals and see... You know, he, he himself is a scholar. He has uh, only the smallest amount of magical ability himself. But... He is a scholar, he wants to run experiments on things, and he thinks it would be interesting to know whether the shards contribute to these humans going crazy, or whether the shards amplify their power in some way. You know, so that when the next wave of undead rises, like, is there something that we can do specifically? The defeat of the last super crazy necromancer who came through was enabled by the use of a very powerful stone. What stone? It was called the Null Stone. In fact, not a stone at all. That's why they called it that. <laughs> no, um, it just throws an error whenever they turn you in. <laughs> the null stone, technically distinct from the zero stone. 
Oh, but that wasn't what he wants us to look for. No, 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 no. That's that's a, a powerful artifact. Um, he's not sure whether that one was destroyed in the process of being okay. used to stop Malravenal. But because a stone played an important role in that regard, he's curious, like, whether... If there, if there is something that can be done with these little stones to, like, stop necromantic hordes, it, it would save a lot of people from being cut down. Or worse, you might say, what is worse than death? Uh, these... Undead. Yes. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate, but many of the warriors who fall to these undead hordes rise again as part of those hordes. To be trapped as slaves to their diplomatic masters. Yes, it, it's a horrible fate, and you know it, it. It happened to a number of people you never met because you were too young when we dealt with this issue last. But uh, you know, maybe that's why your father doesn't like to talk about it, because. Yeah. I, I, I did not know that it was a fight against undead. I thought that, I, okay, that's new. Well, it was one of those things where if you want more information, you can make a roll or spend a story point. Uh, let's make a roll. Is this for squeezing? Uh, yes, for squeezing little... some historical information. Would you like a charm in this situation? or What is your approach here? Like, are you trying to wheedle information out of him? No, because it's still, it's still very new to trick, I think. It might actually be a cool check, just kind of like letting him carry oh, like on the conversation. like kind of leading questions, like casual, like... If, the, if oh, even okay. that, yeah. Okay, I think that would go against his vigilance. So that's two purples. Yeah, you just have to ask him about things he's already talking about, and that's yeah. just the... That oh, is a complete wash. So you are not going to get more information out of him on this topic? With the what you had said, which was like, oh, I haven't heard that before. He's kind of like, well, you know, you need to study up more. Right. See, this is the, the problem, the conflicting messages between daddy and mother. You need to study more. You need to practice more. But you do have a little bit of information. So if you wanted to, like, talk to Breda before you leave town, yep. you could. I'm going to say you now essentially have a quest. Do you think we need some starting funds, daddy? <laughs> he says that he's sure... Anything that you need to, you know, make it in the wilderness that you can find. In the wilderness. Now, that's mother's approach. Daddy would be like in the house. <laughs> yes, he was going to say in the cabinet. So what that means as far as game terms go is that you have your bows, you have backpack, essentially. I have a sword. You have a sword. You have a knife. I have a knife. You have a knife. You've got a dowsing rod or no? Let's say I Actually, do have a dowsing rod. I would say that you do have a dowsing rod. Definitely. That makes me carry it, just in case you... Well, you go out dowsing. At least that's what Nasir thinks you do. Well... So, you so I have to have a dowsing rod as part of the, the act, in a sense. Yes. So if there are specific things that you can think of that you want to take with you, you're not going to like leave here with a, a caravan of goods with your you know, <clears throat> Samsonite luggage tossed in the back. And, right, right, right. You know, you got your, your whey bread. And, okay. Is that like a survival skill? Like, is that something everybody kind of knows? Or am I like, here's, I just got a wheel of cheese. And you know, I'm like, that'll work, right? You live in the forest and elves oh. are, are close to nature. Like, when you're traveling, yes, a survival check will be required. Okay. But okay, but if I like, fail, maybe I just grabbed yeah, cheese. Yeah, in terms <laughs> of, like, what do you need to pack, there isn't a check required for that. Okay. Okay. Ah, I can, I can show you how to live off the land. And we open up your pantry. Excellent. Let's see. So... Game question. I have a sense that we could have horses for my family if we wanted to if, try to deal with them. I'm going to say that that is a narrative decision. Mm -hmm. I'm not attaching any cost to a horse. It's a matter of, do you guys want to be riding around on horses? Or do you guys want to be hiking across the countryside? If you feel like you don't want to worry about horses being stolen or getting hit in a fight or whatever. There's nothing wrong with just hiking across the countryside. You guys are young and healthy. Uh, from, I'm okay with hiking. But... From my status perspective, from a, there's, there's nothing... There's nothing attached to horses in elven society that is status-related. Okay. It's primarily the elvish scouts. They ride horses so that they can more quickly check the perimeters. They're the messengers. Like, they're the elves that go between the forests. Right. So, yes, sometimes scouts go from your forest up to the Great Forest or all the way across the continent to the Westmere Forest. Right. They ride horses because they have super long distances to go. Right. But we're not going that far. From my perspective, I mean, as a player, 
seems like something to have to worry about, but also it gives me a chance to have something to get in trouble with mother for. So that may be something to throw in there. Just take a horse as a pack horse. Don't you also have like a fear of commitment or something? Yeah. So that's another life that you're responsible for. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I lost the horse and now I'm in trouble. That's true. That is a bit of a commitment to, to be riding a horse around. Sounds like we'll just hike it. Okay. So I raid the pantry. You raid the pantry? Yep. They have the good stuff here. They, they do have good stuff here. Oh, grab some of the brown ones. All but one of the brown ones. Yeah, those are fabulous. So you take the finest of cheeses. Cookies. What is this kind? Uh, dried fruits. Is this one edible? Now I'm wondering like how elves have cheese. You know, nuts. trade. They trade for it. Nut cheese. <laughs> it's all vegan. Okay. So you guys have a quest. You're definitely heading out. And so there is a matter of anything else that you wish to do. Uh, amongst your people before you leave. So we could check with Breda. She, I mean, I've been up, up and down the Estmark Hills, but it's been a while since I've been out there. She might have some more recent information. Tell you what, we can go see Breda. Breda? Breda. If you let me check out your dowsing rod. I, maybe I'll say if you let me inspect it. The dowsing rod means absolutely nothing to Shrek. <laughs> but it clearly has value now. So. Yeah, it clearly has value to someone. Uh, very well, but you have to give it back. Of course. All right. I, I, that, 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 that's a good deal. So is this a magical thing, the dowsing rod here, or is it a... I'm going to try it. All right. The dowsing rod is going to be a primal check. Oh, okay. Which I believe you are not trained in. No. I'm not actually trained in any of it. Yep. So. But primal is based on cunning instead of intelligence, so I'm not that good at it. Let's see. You don't even really know what you're trying to do, right? You're just kind of like... Presumably you activate it and it tells you where water is. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I've had a semester of magic theory and maybe something like that. So probably I'm just like, would you just think water or, you know, like maybe that's what you do or maybe you shake it. I don't... I base it on whatever little knowledge I have on these artifacts. You were carrying around an artifact this whole time. This whole time. I am amused that you're referring to that dowsing rod as an artifact. <laughs> this dowsing rod belongs in a museum! Uh, yes, the great dowsing rod of Membrino. Well, I've never used one before. Neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're going to say that it is two purples. And, no, I only have one story point. I'm not going to spend it here. You know what? I think I will. Just because it could be fun. So, a purple and red. If you break the dowsing rod... Ooh, that means I can't douse anymore. That's going to be real trouble. But we had story points, huh? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to use one. That'll be fun. This dowsing rod is like the most important thing I've done this game. Three threats and a triumph. So what, do I drain some more strain? Wait a minute, is this dowsing rod just broken and that's what you learn? That's, just, that's the problem the whole time? No. I triumphantly break your dowsing rod? No. Yeah, I learned that it's not, you're, it doesn't actually work. Or, it's actually pristine, it's just never been used. So you, you, you suffer three strain. Okay. That's um, not so bad for a magical set of threats. Yeah, she didn't actually do anything. Yep, just like that. Just have to... Yeah. She tried really hard. Yeah. I don't know. What, what shall we do with this triumph? I found not water. There is a... There's like water, but like super... No, because you failed. You didn't... Yeah, no, this, what this thing does is find not water. <laughs> <laughs> you determined that there's no water around. Just like Trick always claimed. Wasn't lying. I mean, I could find something else or oh. discover something. Something that's interesting to you to find. Or maybe just a property of an artifact or something. That's also possible. I think, I think what we'll say with this triumph is that you have gained a feel for, yes, this is a magical implement. Okay. And given that you just held that wand that rod in your dad's lad, like, that was also a magical implement. Okay. But I think what we'll say here is you can feel that those are two extremely different things. Right. What you have in your hand right now is a product of elven natural magic. Right. And what you held in your father's library was necromantic undeath magic. Okay, so the rod actually drained my strain. What I did was just try too hard with the dowsing rod. Yes. Okay. So you didn't get the dowsing rod to work, but the dowsing rod has a comfortable feel to it that is reminiscent of your druidic class. Right. 
that you've attended but not really done so great at. But so like, you know, the, the pathways are there in you, like in all elves. Right. For the flow of fairy magic. Right. But what your dad had felt very, very different. Okay. So I think that gives you insight into, while you might be curious about what is the rod and what is its power, you also feel now it's a very, very distinctly different thing. Right. Okay. So I now really get the sense of the unnatural nature of it. Yes. Because I've never really like, handled magical artifacts or instruments. I've mostly just been taught to... Right. Can you make these brambles go? No. Brambles. <laughs> go. Yeah. Go brambles. Well, I mean, if, if you practice on to the puddle. Right. So the magic of the dowsing rod feels comfortable. Okay. And appropriate. Okay. So then do I get a sense that I just don't have enough... Or can I tell, like, I just don't have enough knowledge to use it, or I just didn't do it? Yeah, right? you don't know what you're doing. Okay. How do you make this thing go? Uh, well, it's, it's kind of complicated, and uh-huh. uh, it, it takes, like, years of training uh-huh. to properly use to find water. And then what do you do? Well, you can either use it to find water, or use it to find not water. How do you change it? <laughs> Where's the switch? That's, a, that's an advanced technique. How do you do it? Uh, I don't know if I want to take all that time. You could tell me. And that's when you guys get to breathe. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. Oh, look, we're there. Oh, I didn't realize. I, you like to tell stories, but apparently I asked too many questions. It's <laughs> like, oh no, she's getting too many details. Yeah. But how? <laughs> uh, no, that's, that's my, my secret technique. Where did you get it? Uh, strictly speaking, I made it, but I made it with my dad. You made it? I feel like a dowsing rod is probably like one of yeah. the simplest implements. Uh, yeah, you find a nice uh, forked branch from like a hemlock or an oak or a spruce or a dog. Now you're just listing trees. I'm just listing trees because <laughs> I don't remember which one it had to be from. Yeah, you know, different types of trees are attuned to different types of water. If you want brackish water, well, or well, salty water. Well, do I hear the dulcet tones of Chuck Manuel? It's Brenda. Brenda, it's good to see you. Uh, you are my cousin, Heva, right? Ah, yes. Yes, you are. You used to come and sit around the fire circle for stories when you were just a tiny little tot. Trying to think of what's the proper elven thing you're supposed to say. Hello? Hello. Brenda, <laughs> how are you this fine day? Mine is beaten into me from my mother. <laughs> Not from just being nice. Well, things are going fine for me here. It's a beautiful day. What can I do for you two young ones? Uh, well, Uncle Thrandalil, he asked uh, Heppa and I to go look for some things for him over in the Estmark Hills. Oh. And I thought, well, didn't, you were talking about that recently, so. Quite a bit. Of Just a wanted break. to double check some things. We know about it. Have you been there? Why, yes, yes. In my young days, I did get quite a bit around. I think we're establishing that I do have patience to hear things. <laughs> <laughs> if it's new information, keep it keep it flowing. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, you know, it's a, a bit of an unruly place. Not quite enough trees, really, to uh, to be comfortable for very long. But, uh, you know, those hills, it'll be quite tiring to walk through. I'll, I'll tell you that much. What happened to the trees? Is that from the battle? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, it's dead. Just an elevation sort of thing, really, the higher up you get. The... Are you sure it's not that orcs cut down all the trees there? Yeah, it is a sad truth that many trees are lost to orcs. Oh, that was just a guess. Because of the elevation? Oh. Yes. Which came first, the orcs or the elevation? Ah, uh, you're asking quite scattered questions here. Perhaps I could fall back a bit and... Oh, oh, do you, wait, do you still have the... Not the dowsing rod, the necromancer rod. No, no, no he didn't. Never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, Thrandalil wanted us to look for signs of the battlefield. Which battle? The battle. What was the name of the battle? Did he name the battle? He did not. He he, he mentioned many different. The one things. from thirty abouts years ago. In the north, near the. No, the south. <laughs> oh, was he telling us to go to the south? Oh, because I was asking. You mentioned about the, the north. north. You asked about the north. Okay. The hills are to the south. You guys are going to be great. I can't wait. As to... we confidently pull point <laughs> different say, directions. I can't wait till one of you guys gets a rank in geography. <laughs> it's going to be a while. It's going to be a lot. No career skills in any of those things. I have a point in it. Oh, you do? Yeah. You're way ahead of me. You have a point in geography? Yeah, I just thought we were still talking about the north. Okay. So 
what will be more helpful for you guys? Information dump or asking questions and having a, a crone voice answer you back? I think I'm more amused by crone answering back, but I understand that the voice is tiring. Whatever you wanted to come here for. I okay. just I got to play with the rod. I just wanted to see this character. Yeah. Okay, that, that's fine. I, I am happy to continue playing the character. I didn't want information to be lost because I'm using a silly voice. And you guys are asking questions that keep diverting off of the topic of the previous question. Well, that's just our character's fault. <laughs> okay. It's a risk I'm willing to take. I wasn't actually expecting we were getting any information here. Oh, well then you'll be surprised, because you are getting information. Okay. I've had a very long life, as you might recall. There's been many battles. There isn't just one battle. Well, good. That just means more chances to find what we're looking for. No, it was a battle with the undead in the south. Unfortunately, there's been many battles of that sort as well. Any of them? Oh. Well, Which one's closest? What's your favorite? Or the biggest one. Oh, yes. What did she call you when you came in? Trick Manu. Okay, so that is what we all call you, is Trick Manu. Probably. Okay. He has this dual name, so people tend to use it. I mean, my name's still longer than yours, and I only <laughs> have the one, so I, didn't, I don't think I ever realized it's two. That's also quite likely. Trick Manu. Now, I can only tell you good details, excessive details, about uh, the battles that are closest. But I, I will tell you that the, the Eskmark Hills have been riddled with battles. People can never quite get along. And uh, some think there's a, a greater source for, for where this unrest comes from on the other side of the hills. But I personally have never been that far east. The Eskmark Hills are, are riddled with small settlements. Some larger ones as well. And, uh, well, West North is pushing ever further into them. So, could even be almost towns levels of settlements in there now. Where are we? You are in the Estgrin Forest. Yep. Which is on the western edges of the Estmark Hills. Right. East of you is the Estmark Hills. Further east than that is the Bitter Swamp. Yeah, it throws off all the water down there because there's so much water over there. So it's bitter? Yeah. Sorry, the Esperin Forest is in the lowlands of the Estmark Hills. And south of you guys is the enormous desert and the stretch called the Sandy Wastes. So she tells you that there are all sorts of different small little hamlets and stuff in the Esmark Hills. People scratching out life there of all sorts. But that Westnoth claims ownership of those hills. And with her long elven life, she says that this is something that comes and goes. Westnoth will claim the hills are theirs, then they'll screw things up, or they'll retreat, or whatever, or they'll stop worrying about things, and then something bad will roll through. So, not so different from what your dad was saying, in terms of these lands never remain settled for long, from an elven perspective. So there may be humans there. There are undoubtedly humans there. Okay. There's likely orcs there, and there could be other things as well. But you were asking about a battle to the south. Now, it is true that we had some some skirmishes with uh, some groups of humans who were getting too close to our forests, claiming some of them, cutting down our trees and things like that. I don't know that I'd call it a war. Definitely there were some battles. And a number of our folks were, were stationed down at the southern edge of our forest for a length of time. And we tried to, tried to have a, a peaceful arrangement with that group of humans and uh, it, it worked for a while, but tensions heated up, and there was some fighting back and forth, it's true. Things did come to blows, but that was about the same time that Mal Ravenel was picking up his necromantic activity. I thought you were going to say picking up all his undead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could call raising undead picking up. But that was when he was starting to pick up activity, and so when the threat of the undead approached, these disputes between us and the, the humans that were south of us paled in comparison. I don't know what became of those humans, uh, because we, we drew back. We drew back more tightly into our forest to, uh, to secure our own lands. But uh, along the way, return to uh, the closer in part of the forest, uh, the band was attacked by undead, and not everyone made it out. So there is certainly what you might term a battlefield on the southern edges of our of our forest here, uh, but there are certainly 
battlefields scattered throughout the Esmark Hills. So if what you're looking for happens not to be in the battlefield to the south, certainly you could try asking the various denizens of the Esmark Hills. Uh, they have historical memory of where important battles took place. There was, at the time, also fighting uh, the northern side of our forest uh, when the Gwendry, Gwendry uh, was the, the leader of the humans when he brought their, their party through here. He's, he's Earl these days of the uh, Estmark branch of Wesnoth. We'll see how long that tree remains. You're awfully quiet, Trick, Manu. Uh, yeah, no, just, just, just taking a lot in. I'm just surprised I hadn't heard about these skirmishes before. Well, why would we talk about them? Because uh, maybe, maybe someone asked about them. Because maybe they're important. But those humans don't bother us anymore. Malravnal's forces are in the ground where they belong. Wouldn't you like to hear another story about Kalens? Perhaps one of Cleodil? Uh, I really would, but I promised Teppa we'd get a, a quick start, I think. So she's, as a storyteller, she is focused on what she considers to be the past, which is before her lifetime. Right. Whereas these things, those happened in her lifetime, so they're they're not history, right? They're like current events. That's just something that happened. And they're boring. That's yeah, that's I'm her to talk about them. But... That's her perspective. <laughs> Plus you know the of artifacts there or something. Alright. Yes, it was a pleasure spending time with you. I remember my manners. Ah yes, ah yes. Well well, good luck. Good luck on your exciting adventure. You know, maybe you'll bring back a tale for storytellers three hundred years from now to relate. Uh, I think definitely. Alright, so you have a quest and you're going to send out, so we are going to pause. GM Jennifer here. Prior to starting play, we decided as a group that the PCs would be cousins and settled on the general concept of the game involving searching for magical artifacts on behalf of a patron. I asked the players when making their characters to come up with some NPCs in their village. This first episode was a chance to bounce the PCs off of those NPCs to help the players get comfortable with their new characters. The character of Trick Manu, who is inspired by the writings of outdoor humorist Patrick McManus, is a half-elf. You will frequently hear us refer to him as an elf, since that is his cultural upbringing. The player gave me permission to do whatever I wanted with the background of Trick's parents, some of which I started hinting at right from the beginning. That's going to be a major thread running through our campaign. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized, narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you The only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.